You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. Your weekly look at movies, video games, and more brought to you by your hosts, A. Scully and Sitor. We're addicted to movies. Are you? Good afternoon. Welcome to After The Show. Welcome, Sitor, to this fine show. Good afternoon. Welcome. What's the crack? What's a crack? (laughs) There are several kinds. Would you like me to look it up in the dictionary for you? A crack? <laughs> What's the before the after the show discussion, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. crack? Well, there wasn't much. I made some cookie dough, and you yeah. were in here, and I sat down. Oh, yeah, we weren't in the same room, so there wasn't a discussion. <laughs> there wasn't much of a discussion. That's true. And uh, now here we are. It's very exciting. All right. So it is Saturday, January the 14th. This is after the show. We're a movie review podcast. And on episode 770, we're going to look at the movie Black Adam. So 2022 release, you can pick it up on Blu-ray 4K. It's streaming on HBO Max. It's rated PG-13 from our friends at DC and Warner Brothers. You sent us a copy of the 4K disc for review. Sid Talk, give us the synopsis of the movie Black Adam. The origin story of another superhero slash antihero. All right, I'll give you the one off the box. It's pretty close. Well, not really. I mean, it's very generic, what I'm saying. Nearly 5,000 years after he was bestowed with the almighty powers of the Egyptian gods and imprisoned just as quickly, Black Adam is freed from his earthly tomb, ready to unleash his unique form of justice on the modern world. That's fair. I'm going to have to bow to that one. (laughs) I mean, that's pretty much what it is. (laughs) Yes. This is the latest movie in the DC universe of superhero movies. Sid Talk, how did you like it? I had a good time. I felt like it was quite fun. However, it isn't perfect. And I don't always understand where the writers of either the comic book or the story or the origins of the superhero slash villains or whatever come from, but... So we start off with this guy. We get the little origin story from how he came to be. Then someone wakes him up, right? He's been entombed for 5,000 years. Very standard stuff there. Yep. He wakes up and instantly we have um, these arrogant fuckers from like the Justice Society. Whatever the fuck, whatever that is. I was going to say Marvel. It's not Marvel. Is it Discount Justice League? (laughs) It's it's not, not only mean that. I just mean... They instantly say he's a villain. We have to go either destroy him or put him back where we got him, right? Or right. entomb him somewhere. Like we have no no one bothered to write the story in a way that really explained that. Why they would inst I mean, they filled it in later by going, Oh yeah, but we read some ancient texts that told us you had some rage and you could destroy the world. So could all of you, you dickheads. Yeah. Every single person who has superpowers, can destroy the world. And they're so arrogant. This has just kept coming in my mind. The Justice League, the Justice Society, the Avengers, they're all really, really full of themselves, aren't they? Because at any time, when they're trying to stop these, who they don't even understand, 
because he's obviously super powered, right? Yeah. At any time, they too could turn on the world or enslave the world because they can, but they're all righteous and shit. So I just kept thinking that the whole way through. <laughs> like, you, you Give this guy a chance. So you were on uh, Black Adam's side. Yeah, because he didn't do anything wrong. There was a guy in ancient wherever he lives who was going to put on this crown that's imbued with the spirits of hell, essentially. And then he was going to be a dictator. And he had been already been a dictator, tyrant of the country. And Black Adam comes to avenge the loss of his family and, of course, to bring down this tyrant. And he does. End of the bad guy. <laughs> so I don't understand how is that bad. So see, I don't really come at it the same point everybody else does. So the whole time through, I'm like, why are you giving him so much crap? Yeah. <laughs> Just let him do his thing. Well, one of the things in the movie which I wish they would have gone further with is that Black Adam, which side, it, you know, is he bad, is he good, or he kills people, but they made it so it was always, like, bad guys that he killed. He never really, like, killed a load of innocent people. I don't know about that because he's destroying a city. So yeah, but we, it, the movie goes to a point of never showing you like a kid get killed. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If you're a reasonable human being, you know that there are people in those buildings and in that street who are also being killed, so they have a right. problem. All right, so to me, the movie doesn't go far enough. By It needs to show you that people are getting killed. Or say it even. It doesn't. It doesn't say... It, there's not even a news report afterwards. Um, one guy, the hot guy says, innocent people are dying. That's, I mean, yeah, one line. Yeah, but it's line. so vague. Yeah. It's like... And I know it's a PG-13 movie, so we're not... We can kill bad guys, but we can't kill, like, innocent people. Bad guys are fine to kill, right? Apparently, in PG-13 movies. I mean, they're... You're supposed to kill them. They're bad guys. <laughs> yeah. But are you? you yes. Could, you could not kill them and, like, do, like, a Scooby-Doo where they just bump into each other and fall over or something. Yeah, but those aren't actually bad guys. I mean, they're bad guys. They go to jail. So, yeah, you don't have to kill them, I guess. But yeah. in this situation... People who want to take over the world and enslave an entire peoples or oppressors who come to colonize or suck the life out of your country and then just leave. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with you picking them up and throwing them 500 miles like he does. That's fine. So personally, I really like superhero movies, but this one, I found it to be like pretty generic. Yeah, it was a little. And I, it felt like other DC movies that have come before it. I thought it, it's overuse of... Kind of crappy CGI. It was. Some of it's really good, to be fair. Like, I like some of it. But then there's a lot of, like, you're just looking at it going, the whole thing's a green screen. Like, I can tell. Even The Rock's not The Rock at the moment. I it's know. It's just all green screen. It was a little sad at times. And that seems to be, like, the DC trademark to have, like, the CG not being so great. I don't know if that's what they're going for. Hey, let's not. Have, <laughs> I think they're actually saying, no, we should have really good CG, but this is how it works out. But I'm always kind of questioning it when I'm looking at it. I'm like, ah, oh, that looks a bit ropey. Oh, I like that. Oh, now The Rock looks like an action man. You know, yes, it changes yes. up frame to frame. So that kind of took me out of it a bit. There's not a lot of story and there's too much action. Like, it's always action. Like, it, um, very rarely does anybody stop. They stop occasionally, like, mid-action to say some things. But then, you know, let's fight again. And I know you don't like extended, like, fighting, fighting, fighting. I don't. I felt that this was, like, overload of fighting. I just, there was parts in the middle of the movie where I was like, can we just, like, calm down and, like, get some backstory to some people? Even if it's, like, the lady, the Tomb Raider lady, I'll call her. Just, like, some backstory apart from, 
Because all we're seeing is like stereotypical, like cardboard cutout characters. Yes, her husband was killed by these uh, people who have come and taken over the country. Of course, they're going for. Okay, so this country, the city, has been taken over by. What was it called? <laughs> Intergang? Something like that. Instagram? That's as good as what it is. So, yeah, like yeah. Interpol, but some sort of evil organization run by what sounds Generic. like Australian and British people. And they've come into the country to dig out this very, very precious natural resource, which, of course, we have. What do we have in other countries? Verbanium or whatever it's called. And Vibranium. Then, <laughs> whatever it's called. Vibranium. Yeah. What's it called? You know what his shield is made of. An obtanium. An obtanium. We have that. We have then the stuff from Wakanda. And now we have this glowy blue stuff. So these people have come to dig this out. And they've enslaved everybody kind of and oppressed them to do it. That's where we're at. And so this woman's husband was killed by this whole regime who's come in. The people are like oppressed. There's not a lot of, doesn't look like a lot of joy and happiness here. And she is like... I'm, this is going to sound blasphemous, so bear with me, but she's a bit of a Princess Leia, right? Yeah. She's sort of trying to kickstart revolution, stand up against your oppressors, blah, blah, blah. So that's her. That's it. That's all there is to her. And she has a son. Right. And he's very intelligent and quirky and rides a skateboard. So yeah, cardboard cutouts. Cardboard cutouts. I don't mind a movie being full of action. In fact, I like action. I just felt this had too much action, which is a weird complaint to have. Not only did it have too much action, it also like introduced characters where I felt, even though I know for a fact I'm not, I'm supposed to know what's going on and who they are. Like, what's why is the Fonz somebody? The Fonz is on a cell phone. What's that? Yeah, I don't know. He like, was... I, I was like, have I missed one of the movies because I don't know who these <laughs> people are? Like, I, I, that happened a lot, and I'm like, no, we haven't missed any movies. This is all new stuff. That's not being telegraphed very well to us. It was very weird that and didn't the, that feel like you were supposed to have seen another movie? <laughs> like I actually thought, oh, well, you know me, I forget shit all the time, so I'm like, oh, that's somebody I just forgot about. Yeah, and then when they introduce like these, uh, what are they call justice society, there's like this lady who's they're, they're pretty cool. There's a lady who, Cyclone, she's called. I'm like, am I supposed to have seen Cyclone before? Or is she... I hate to break this to you, but they're not that cool. They look kind of cool. The, but the they, visually, I thought they did look they cool. They literally do nothing. No, it's like we need some other superheroes. Yeah, so they it is did, something that you've never heard of. They did nothing, unfortunately. It was kind of like Scarlet Witch in the very first time we meet her. She doesn't do much. Right. Right? So they develop her into, obviously, WandaVision. These two new characters are just filler. It was very And it's not sad. just these two new characters. Like... Uh, Amanda Waller turns up on a screen, who you've seen in many of the DC films, and she's talking to a guy. She needs to lighten up. And I'm like, who is this guy? Like, she's talking to. Is this a guy we're supposed to have seen before from the from Suicide Squad or something? I don't know him. And mm. then it's like, oh, he's Hawkman. And I'm like, I feel lost. Like, I feel like that nobody's introducing anybody. They're just appearing on the screen, and you're supposed to know what it is. Getcha. And it happened a lot during the beginning of the movie. And then the movie felt like it was going to be Suicide Squad for again. <laughs> and then it didn't. And then I also found some of the thing to be really confused and almost abridged. So they get Black Adam in the middle of the movie and they put him in that underwater thing. And then like literally eight minutes later, he's back again. Like it felt a, like... It felt like it was at the end of the movie. It felt too quick, though. 
Everything felt too quick. Well, here's what happens. They capture him. He has to say Shazam so that they can then lock him away because they still think he's bad because he's very, very powerful. So then they lock him away. Then a few minutes later, we find out that there's another guy who's coming from hell who has equal amount of powers. And now we have to wake him up and bring him back out of his underwater But it was all so quick. It was. And the bad... The bad, bad guy, I guess. The eventual bad guy was so lame, it made me sad. Do you remember the Justice League, that bad guy at the end of that, where we were like, this is the most lame thing we've ever seen. They're just in a big circular room fighting some big CG thing. This was worse than that. I mean, I have to remember, I did start by saying I had a good time, which I did. I had a fun time. I enjoyed it. A butt. (laughs) Well, I enjoyed it. has all these things going on. I enjoyed some of it. But I could see glaring errors and just I felt like I'm not being informed properly, which means the script isn't the best, right? Or the world building is not great because we're immediately supposed to understand everything, I think, in this movie. Yeah. Like everything. You're just like, oh, okay, these Justice Society. If you don't read the comics, you're like, okay, I know the Justice League. Is this the same thing? I don't know. Hold on. They're in a plane similar (laughs) but similar to the justice league and their superheroes who are doing good you know it showed you the big castle that they live in and the ship came out of the floor and everything and you're like well i need like 20 minutes in that castle or something (laughs) to to tell me what this is like i don't understand it i don't understand what's happening (laughs) i mean you can assume all you like that I've read the comics, all the comics, but I haven't, and neither has anybody, I don't See, think. See, now you you know how I feel when I'm watching a movie, and I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. I'm not fully in. I don't have the whole story in my head, but the people who have written this do, and right. they're forgetting that people like me exist. That's how it felt. I'll give bit. you a weird example of how I felt. We watched the Veronica Mars movie. But we never watched one second of the Veronica Mars TV show. So when we watched the movie, you know, you could understand it. But you were, it was clear you were missing a lot of things. Because anytime somebody wanders into the room, you know, oh, that's probably like a beloved character, but they're nobody to me. I didn't feel that, though. See, I felt that for this. No, for Veronica Mars, I felt like it was fine just as it was. Yeah, see, to me, I felt like I was missing a lot of stuff. And that's exactly what I felt here, just... I mean, I'm a fan of superheroes. I don't read comics week to week, but I've read enough comics in my life to... I just have never come again, up against the Justice justice Society. Yeah, the Justice Society inside the same universe as the Justice League. Yeah. It's very weird. I mean, I'm not a writer, so I'm not trying to, like, throw shade on anybody. Is that what the kids still say? Throwing shade? I think they, that's probably two <laughs> years ago. <laughs> Well, then I'm right on time for my age. For my age bracket, I'm right on time. You know, I have a thing about storytelling. Now, I can watch something that's completely frivolous and stupid or lame or really, really shallow, like a zombie movie, and totally have a good time. And I did have a good time with this. But after it's all over, it is like empty calories. I don't, I kind of cared about the people, but then I'm over it. I don't care about the world. They don't, they don't make me feel like we're all at threat. So that's always a thing in a superhero movie. If you're not writing it in a way that truly makes me be like, holy crap. <laughs> like this guy, this devil guy who came in in the last seven or eight minutes is going to destroy the world. I have no 
I have no doubt in my mind he's going to be conquered by our little superhero people. So I have nothing invested because it isn't written in a way to make me dig my heels in, you know, like, damn, that's scary. Like once you see Darth Vader destroy Alderaan, right? Yeah, you you know, understand is. Yeah. You're like, oh, shit. Like wherever this thing goes, even though they destroyed it quite easily. But again, I'm being blasphemous. Wherever this thing goes, and this di- this dude, Darth Vader and his Weasley overlord, they're serious. They, they're they really serious. Like, they'll just destroy a whole planet, and then you're, like, afraid. It's like, what movie did we watch? Was it just last week? No, Violent Night, when the bad guy, we meet this guard at this rich people's house, and he's real friendly and nice and real nicey nice, you know, guy, just a dude. And then the bad guy shows up, John Leguizamo, shoots and kills the little guard guy. And the whole time I was like, what an asshole. Like, I'm, So that works, right? Yes, it, it established for me, yeah. for that moment anyway, that he's willing to be a complete ass. In this one, I wasn't convinced there was any danger except to this poor city. The danger was mainly to the CGI blocks and uh, around. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and the little CGI people on the ground. So it's unfortunate. I did like when the very, very big guy... Atom Smasher. I didn't. I thought it was really stupid. No, I'm not talking overall. I'm talking this particular scene mm. where he's in the middle of the road and he's pushing cars like they're <laughs> yeah. little toy cars. That, was, that was cool. But again, it looked like Ant-Man because Ant-Man does that too, right? He goes big or he goes small. So Yeah, he literally was Ant-Man. Felt like I'd seen it before. <laughs> and why is he called Smasher? He doesn't, he just gets. He smashes atoms to make himself big. Right, but that's it. Yeah, and again, it's not explained. There's no backstory to him. We, he's just basically like a nobody. Was the idea that we're going to introduce these new young people and then make movies about them or TV shows? Maybe, but it felt all like generic because it I'm did. like Atom Smasher. I don't know who the fuck that is. Oh, it's cool what he does, but meh. But it isn't cool. He just gets big and then gets small. No, I mean, it looks cool on the screen when he's giant. When um, he first went giant, I was like, wow, cool. And then I was like, I'll be honest, I didn't think it looked that cool. I thought it looked pretty cheap. But hey. But hey, that's me. So we got the cast here. Dwayne Johnson is Black Adam. We didn't really speak about him much, but what did you think of Dwayne? He was fine. He was very serious. (laughs) That's about, I mean, you know, I'm convinced. I like the character he's playing because of the, you know, it's a bit different to some of the others. True. Because I'm like, wow, this guy's hardcore. That entrance... I mean, he has the coolest entrance of any character where he's just like <laughs> literally like a murder machine. He's knocking helicopters out of the sky. He's killing like all these people and they're playing um, Paint It Black by the Rolling Stones while he's doing it. It's pretty badass. But then I don't think the rest of it is as badass as he's opening, you know? Agree. Uh, Piers Brosnan is Dr. Fate. Again, Piers Brosnan is... A superhero that I'm not familiar with. Maybe I was supposed to be. He felt like Doctor Strange. You even said that, didn't you? Is that Doctor Strange? um, DC Doctor Strange? Yes. I liked his power. I kind of liked the character. I didn't because it's a total copy. Now, maybe he came first in the comic book world. I don't know. He's Professor X. Yeah. He can talk to anyone anywhere. He can spot anyone anywhere. He is the combination of him and what's his face? Like you said, Dr. Strange, because he can see all the futures of all things and all the fate of everything, which of course is a dumb character because you can't use them very often because all they have to say to you is, you know what, guys, we can just go home because 
nothing we do is going to matter. So let's all go home. Or, yeah, you're going to die, so you just go ahead and do the thing and we'll all leave. I mean, it makes no sense to even have that character. So, yeah, I wasn't a fan of that one. I was a fan, but I was also like, can we have 10 minutes of explaining who he is? Because (laughs) he's a man with a helmet, as far as I'm concerned, and I don't even... She said real quick, well, it's from another planet. It's millions of years old. Yeah, you better be quick. You (laughs) better be really looking. Pay attention. Uh, We got Aldous Hodge as Hawkman. Hawkman, I liked it, but obviously it's like a ripoff of the Falcon again. But, I mean, are they both ripoff? Which one's the ripoff, right? Which one was first, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we could be accusing this one of being a ripoff, but Falcon came later. His... Wings and his mask sometimes look stupid. It did. Like, it looked, like, funny. Like, side on, I was like, it looks funny. It just looks like a weird Halloween costume. It did. I felt bad. Yeah. And they were all CG animated, his wings. And sometimes they look fine, but then sometimes I'm like, it's a bit dopey looking. I would have had a cooler costume. Noah Santino plays Atom Smasher. We mentioned him. He grows big. He has to eat a lot, so they make a few jokes about him eating. But he doesn't really eat a lot. He takes like three bites and then yeah. that's it. We've got Quintessa Swindell as Cyclone. I really liked how she looked when she was gliding through the air. Mm-hmm. But the character herself is, she's given like three, four minutes of backstory. And then it amounts to her just switching through the air every now and then. Correct. So don't, you, you can't get to know her because you're like, oh, basically like, there's about three lines that she says to Atom Smasher guy where you're like, okay, I kind of understand who she is. but And you can tell she likes him. She's kind but of But that like, doesn't really... Uh, you know? Yeah. But it doesn't... Nothing goes anywhere or there's no payoffs to things. Correct. We've got Sarah Shahi as Adriana Tomas. That's a Lara Croft, I like to call her. <laughs> um, she's the mother of... There's a boy in the center of this She's movie. the Princess Leia. Yeah. She was good. I liked her. And the boy, Bodhi Sabongi, he plays Amon Tomas. He felt generic, as in I felt like I've seen that character before in superhero stuff. The you, know kid, where you know where you've seen him? In, Transformers. You're right. Is the kid who like points every, hey, Optimus Prime over here. That, yeah, he's, that, he's, that he's what's Lick Stalker or whatever his name was. Which one? <laughs> in Transformers, you know, the guy. Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Lick, what was his funny name? I forget. Yeah. But yeah, he's the... Not Stopper. <laughs> he's basically, in this movie, just a, a signpost, so superheroes can find him every now and then. And, and he's go. young, and he rides a skateboard, and he's brave, and he's very smart, and those are all great, but then there's... That's it. Yeah, generic. This is directed by Jean-May Collet Serra. He directed The Shallows, which I really liked. Orphan, which you know... Uh, I liked Orphan. You're not as big a fan. Goal 2. And then he did a load of movies with Liam Neeson. Non-stop, Run All Night, and The Commuter. Liam Neeson was supposed to be in this movie as the Piers Brosnan role, but he didn't. it didn't come to fruition, so... Okay, I'm going to be very honest. None of those movies build a very strong resume. The Shallows, I think, is the best one of yeah, all. Yeah, but The Shallows is just... Nothing to do with this style or this no. scale or these skills at all with dealing with a large, you know, the standard of understanding when you're looking at the screen of what special effects should look like and to allow the check mark to be like, okay, I'm signing off on this, this, and this. I feel like he was out of his depth. Ah, (laughs) see what I did there? 
The shallows, the depth, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately. I mean, some parts look good, some parts, I would say like 70% of the movie is like a green screen. Yeah, and kind of that mushy, you know, I mean, some of it looked very good and very clear and very... Well, the parts where you're actually looking at a set where they've built a city and it's, that all looked great. Or inside the ship. Yeah. You know, because it was clear that was a real thing, but most things you look at it and you're like, I feel like they're in like a square room and they can't really go much further than the walls, even though it's supposed to look grand and big. You know? True that. IMDB reviews. What are those, Siddharth? Those are reviews on IMDB. A minimalist today. All right. So these are the <laughs> one star reviews from people on IMDb. And uh, I always find them funny. So number one says, I love The Rock, but this movie was boring, stupid and overdone. Sorry, Dwayne. Horrible directing, bad acting, bad timing. There was no humor. Jeez. Ouch. It was really bad. Ouch. Next one says, disjointed CGI mess. Wow, the fact that somebody read the script and approved this is astounding. Even worse is they saw the final product and said, yeah, this is okay, let's go with it. It makes your average CGI suck fest look like Citizen Kane. CGI suck fest. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And finally, this guy says, boring, cliched, boring, lame and boring. I wanted to leave the theatre and still want to. (laughs) Right in... This during the film, so I don't fall asleep, is another one of these people who writes during the film. Charming. Um, Nothing came together. It could have been nice with what they were trying to imply of the occupation forces, but it was sad. That's it. I don't disagree with the idea that, okay, so one of the themes of the movie is these invasion forces have been in this city and country for 27 years. When these quote-unquote superhero justice society group team, whatever they are, show up, the lady says to him, to them, why are you here now? No one ever comes here to save us, which means they've never seen Superman. I mean, they know they exist, right? They've We've acknowledged in, a, in this world superheroes exist. He's got The kids got Superman posters and Thor and all that stuff, right? So they're aware of actual superheroes, but they never come there. They're abandoned. They don't, no one ever comes to help them, right? Right. So I feel like that's a really good theme because they've been oppressed and controlled. But even the superheroes who could just come in one afternoon and like solve the problem like they do every other thing, they don't. And so that's an interesting thing to explore. And then they don't. So. Yep. So extras, we didn't see any. There are some on the extra disc. So you can watch some extras, deleted scenes, making of, etc. So, conclusion, I'm going to give a score to Black Adam. I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. Even though I enjoyed it, giving it that caveat, I'm still going to give it like a 5.5. All right. It's about right, I think. Falls right in the middle. Exactly. I'm being middle of the road. I really like the music. It had some really good score. It felt like the Man of Steel score a little bit. Black Adam had a cool like theme that played when he was about... Mm. So that kind of lifted it up a little bit. That's why I went to six. Thank you to DC for letting us watch that movie. Next week, we're looking at the new Knives Out movie, Glass Onion. Oh, you love Knives Out. Yeah. So movie recommendations. I am going from two movies I thought of while I was watching this. Man of Steel is my favorite DC movie. 
And because of this director, The Shallows, which is a cool shark movie, I found very suspenseful and cool. You did. And me? Are you looking at me? You're, you're talking to me? I. My recommendations are, I've gone back to the two early 2000s. We're still in the 2000s. But in the very early days of the knots and whatnots, right? Yeah. The knots and whatnots, get it? Um, so in 2001, I'm going for science fiction. That's going to be 2023. It's all about science fiction because I love it. AI. I. I. <laughs> <laughs> It's been so long since that movie. I bet it's really dated and like cringeworthy, but I don't care. It was 2001. Steven Spielberg. Donnie Darko was right up in there. Ghosts of Mars. And like I mentioned last week, Mars was a big theme here in the early 2000s. There were lots of movies that highlighted terrible, horrible things happening when we're flying to Mars, just so you know. I don't know if I remember Ghosts of Mars. I don't remember if that was the Val Kilmer one or the other one. The Val Kilmer one was Red Planet, I You're think. right. Yeah. So Ghosts of Mars was the other one. Another one. Planet of the Apes. So I dig the Planet of the Apes a lot. The Tim Burton one or the original? Well, this is the year 2001. Correct, so Tim Burton. do the math, okay. And then in 2002, we have 28 Days Later, a combination of my science fiction slash zombie love. Danny Boyle. Correct. One of the best zombie movies, I think. Yeah, because it was unlike anything, really, that I'm aware of. I mean, I haven't seen every zombie movie, but I'm working on it. Uh, yeah, it's a good one. And 28 Weeks Later followed it, and that was also good. It was all right. He's talking to making another one. Hmm. 28 Years Later. Okay, 28 Years Later, we could just... But I want... You know me. I want the story to be good. Zombies and good story. I know. They don't always go together, but they can. That's true. I mean, it's a virus... It is? <laughs> ...that takes over humanity... Maybe it's I feel like we could probably draw on that and make an interesting story. Maybe we need to get a bit more distance between the <laughs> real one and us, you know? Maybe. All right, so a Scully stuff. I've been playing a game, which you didn't see, but I'm going to talk about it. It's called Children of Silent Town on the PS5. It's a old-school point-and-click adventure. Do you know these type of uh, games, Sid Talk? Kind of. Where it's, it's all hand-drawn. It's cool and spooky looking. And it's about this town where there's a forest surrounding it and there's creatures out in the forest that will eat and kill you. And the people in the town, silent town, that you have to be quiet, kind of like a quiet place. Because if you make any noise, sing, talk, you know, anything, it can get terrible. Like the creatures from the forest can come and kill them. Well, so, this is a quiet place. And while that sounds like a... You know, it's presented in like a fun art style that's like uh, hand-drawn pencils, you know. It looks really cool looking. Now, the main gameplay of the game is, you know, you're going through this story with them and it's point and click, which is like the old Lucasfilm games where you're like finding an area on the screen and you click in and maybe going inside a house. Then when you're inside the house, there's things that you can examine. And the game is comprised of a lot of different puzzles. So, like, you'd have to get a thing and put it in it. Let's say, get a key, put it in a lock. You open a door, you find out what's behind it. So this is an escape room. It's not exactly that, but it's that style of finding the items in the game to progress further. Like, okay. you know, we've got to get through this gate, so where's the key? So you have to go and look around, and you'll eventually find a key. 
oh, you'll come to a place where there's actually a proper puzzle. And it's like, uh, you know one of those slide puzzles that mm-hmm. I hate? That I like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's some of those, that kind of thing. So it's got great art style and the presentation's awesome. It's got like cool music and um, the people, when they speak, they've got little bubbles. So it looks like a cartoon uh, slash comic book. Uh, it's available, I was going to say it's available on January the 11th. It's already passed. You can get it now. It's $20. It's on Switch, PC, Xbox, and PlayStation. I quite enjoyed it. Not very long. I would say three and a half hours. But it's got a cool vibe to it. It's, I would call it cozy. Oh, my. You know the type of game where there's nothing really stressful? You mm-hmm. just kind of sit back and let it wash over you. It's good you mean story. like the one I'm playing right now, which is called The Sims, and I'm just building a beach something or yeah. other yeah you're not going to be stressed out because you have to you know some games like god of war you'd be stressed out because you're going to do loads of stuff so it's more of a chill relax experience a cool story it's out now sit to what's for dinner tonight will be mod pizza we are not sponsored in any way shape or form we just decided not to cook we did <laughs> it's the modern way of doing things the modern <laughs> pizza yes all right, what's uh, your advice? And let's get out uh, of it. It's not really advice, but uh, this year I'm also pointing out some things that I think like, hmm, what is wrong with me? You know? Exactly. What's wrong with me? I do not smile in pictures. I make it, I never have. I've made a concerted effort in my entire life for school pictures, pose pictures, casual pictures. If someone, I see someone with a camera, I mean, back in the day, people weren't taking pictures of you all the time. But if somebody was, I didn't, I just made the effort to keep my mouth shut and not smile. What's wrong with me is I think that when I smile, I look super ugly and disgusting. That's not true. (laughs) It doesn't matter if it's true. This is what's wrong in my brain, right? There's a thing in there that says when you smile, I've looked at pictures of myself when I'm smiling. I've looked at myself in the mirror. My face is all scrunched up. My cheeks are so high. I've like the high cheekbone things and they're covered with lots of fat cells. So as soon as I smile, everything scrunches up, which I'm doing right now. My eyes go closed and poofy and weird. And I just look like, ugh. Also, when I was younger, I really despised the gap I have between my teeth. And you're probably going to say you don't even have a gap, but I do. You just love me and you don't see it anymore. And I would intentionally push my lip down or put my hand in front of my mouth, you know. And this persists. I'm over half a century alive here, right? I have less time to live than I have lived. And this still persists. I will still make an effort in pictures and selfies and with friends to not to like open my eyes really wide and make sure my face is kind of hanging down. (laughs) Because if I smile, I just feel like, ah, (laughs) so like, what the fuck is that? How is that? How does that? And you can't just say like, ah, just don't worry about it. I mean, I could just say that, but it's, it's so ingrained. It's almost like a, a cement block. That's pulling that one idea, holding it steady. You know what I mean? So I'll just have to work on that. <laughs> I have to either get a new face. You get you have to get a new brain, actually, for that. <laughs> or a new brain. Because it's your brain that's communicating. Or that. l- break up that cement block and let it go like a balloon and let it float away. But I don't know. It's one of those things. Thank you, Sid Talk, for your advice. <laughs> Ascoli.com, SidTalk.com. SidTalk.com is not a thing. No. No. Ascoli.com is, though. You can go there and get this podcast. Anchor.fm slash after the show. You can also get it there. 
Get it on Spotify, iTunes, anywhere that podcasts are available. We're also on social media, Twitter, Facebook. There's a Facebook group after the show movie podcast. You can find that on Facebook. You can also email feedback to me, ascully at ascully.com. Do not email Sid Talk. She doesn't want any of your emails. Stay classy, The Rock. We probably won't see him as Black Adam, but we'll see him as The Rock somewhere else. (laughs) And I'm going to say, think for yourselves, because if you're not doing it, somebody's doing it for you.